Welcome to the Flourish Heights podcast, made for women by women. I'm your host, Valerie Adjamine, women's health dietitian and the founder of Flourish Heights. To be empowered in health starts with a true connection with your body. Together, we are breaking through topics surrounding periods, women's nutrition, body awareness, self-care, and much more. Let's flourish and be the best version of ourselves. Being burnt out is not fun at all. And after what I went through last year, I was like, nope, this will not happen to me ever again. I was this Energizer Bunny and I love what I do, so it doesn't really feel like work, but I had to learn how to turn the switch off when necessary. And I know I'm not the only one out there who has experienced this before. So if you are listening to today's episode, chances are you have been burnt out. You are maybe almost there right now, or you don't want to get to that point and you need some tools to help you out. Fair enough. It seems like this past year, I've been hearing more and more health experts bring the topic of burnout to the table, which I think is very important. I mean, burnout is not cute and it definitely does not do good for our bodies and hormones too. It affects every area of our life and well-being. So I had to bring Crystal Joseph, one of the best mental health therapists I know, to tell us everything we need to know about how to prevent burnout so we can be better versions of ourselves. So Crystal specializes in anxiety, depression, psycho-oncology, racial identity formation, and cultural trauma in the Black community. She has 14 years of experience working with persons affected by mental health challenges, systemic barriers, and culturally traumatic experiences. She is also the author of Conversation with a Clinician of Color and Pound Cake in Private Practice, Five Things I Learned During My First Year. So grab a glass of wine, water, tea, whatever, relax, and happy listening. Hey, Crystal, welcome to the show. It's so good to see you again. Just to let you guys know, Crystal was a speaker at one of our wellness events about two-ish years ago now, and she was incredible. So I am so happy to have you here, Crystal. Hi, guys. Hi. (laughs) Nice to to get to speak to your audience today. Thanks for tracking me down. Um, I do really miss these in-person events. Um, That was such a great summer, great event that we had that I was a part of. Um, So yeah, let's, let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah. I know I miss in-person events too. It's, it's been such a different experience uh, offering these virtual things, but hopefully one day we can get back to it. But while you're here, can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do? Yes. So I am first and foremost, a black woman. um, And I am a licensed mental health professional, specifically licensed clinical professional counselor in the state of Maryland. And I'm a licensed professional counselor in the Commonwealth of Virginia, my home state, Hey, 757. (laughs) And I'm also an approved clinical supervisor in both states. So that just means I can supervise residents and upcoming interns who will soon do what I do for a living. Awesome. Um, So let's get into it. Yeah, it's been crazy times. And I think we're all fed fed up one way or the other. Well, I'll just speak for myself. Uh, Many of us are facing challenges that are extremely stressful, overwhelming, and just causing really, really strong emotions. And whether it's influenced by friendships, relationships with your partner, your family member, children, whatever, to your job, even health-related issues. It's like we can't 
catch a break and mental wellness. We know by now should be top priority, but let's keep it real. That's not always the case for everyone. And a lot of women don't know how to prioritize themselves or are not even sure what it truly means to take care of their mental health. So tell me, what are some top mental health issues you've been seeing more of, especially during these times, especially like with your, your clients? Sure. So with current clients, um, the increase of anxiety symptoms mm-hmm. are showing up. Um, definitely burnout. Um, and burnout as it relates to um, conflating the home environment with the work environment for those mm-hmm. who had to remain home to work instead of going into an office. Um, and then with that being said, a lot of grief and loss, not just associated with death. Mm-hmm. So that's so those are like the three, yeah, the three heavy loads, <laughs> really yeah, heavy loads. Heavy. Look, I am shouting out all the mental health therapists holding it down during this pandemic because I know it has been hard. It's it's not been easy. No. So I'm just curious to know, like, how have you been navigating during these times as a mental health therapist? I imagine it's just had its difficulties. Of course, you're like counseling people from a very like a from a preventative standpoint also the treatment you know side of things mm-hmm. um i'm sure it's energy draining and i'm saying that because i do you know nutrition counseling every day and for me it can be a little daunting sometimes and i'm not sure if that's the most appropriate word to use i mean i love my work i love helping women but man it's it's super draining and lately i've been referring a lot of my clients to mental health therapists um so how, yeah, yeah, how have you been kind of navigating, you know, during, during these times? Um, well, I just got back from a uh, vacation, which was really, really nice. Not long enough. Um, <laughs> never long enough. But I, no, never. <laughs> but I think the, I think the frustration myself and colleagues have pointed out, and I'm going to speak for myself on this, is mental health tends to be the backbone of, I'll say, the healthcare industry, for example. Mm yet we remain highly invisible um, because we're cast off as like the redheaded stepchild or pseudoscience, Mm. or you guys don't wear white coats. And then when something kind of shows up or people need help, then it's like, okay, let me throw you on my couch. Let me throw you on my couch. So now you add in this pandemic that's affected the globe, you know, everyone globally well, what happens to your physicians who have seen too much on the front lines? What happens to um, the policymakers? What happens to the nutritionists that have seen too much to people working from home that are climbing the walls because they're not partnered and they don't have pets? They come see us. And so now we're inundated with this level of demand that I don't know that my field has seen in a long time, if ever. And so it's imperative, you know, for us to take breaks, but part of part of me personally is the thought is, well, how can I take a break when all these people need so much help? Mm-hmm. But then it's also, well, how can I continue to help these people if I don't take a break? Right. So it's a double-edged sword. You can't pour from um, an empty cup. No, you cannot. Absolutely not. And so you try to ward off burnout, you know, for self, for me, um, as much as possible. But, you know, our we're, we're tired. My colleagues are tired. You know, I've only been back from vacation for maybe two weeks and I got slammed the first day back into in the office and not just with client stuff, but administrative stuff that built up while right. I was out. Oh my goodness. Uh, 
anyway, well, we're on the topic of burnout. So let's just continue here. I'm not going to lie. Last year was probably the first time I ever experienced burnout, like never again. And by the time I got to December, I took a three week break from my business and I never knew I needed that. I mean, I remember my friend, she asked me um, one day, oh, like Valerie, what's your self-care routine? Like, what do you like to do that relaxes you, whatever. And I was like, um, I started naming a bunch of activities that were business related. I was like, oh, I like to blog. I like to plan events. Um, I love to create educational videos. And she was like, girl, what? (laughs) I was like, yeah, I love it. it. (laughs) And I didn't know at the time, I was like, you know, those things keep me relaxed. And she was like, so what are your hobbies? And I thought about it for way too long. And I think after that conversation, it was a real wake up call for me because I realized I was mixing up like the business with like my personal, like self-care time. And as a business owner and community leader, I'm always pouring into others. It's just what I do. And so it feels weird if I'm not like doing that all the time, especially during, you know, these times or these hard times, rather, my main goal was to just make sure and is to make sure that I'm always providing these like health and wellness solutions to my audience through the work that we do. So whether that's, you know, offering a safe space to, um, you know, in a way of a virtual event or uh, offering tips uh, on self-care and a feed post, whatever um, that looks like at the time. And it's it's so funny because I, I go out of my way to encourage and empower others in their health, but I was not doing that for me at one point. And so after what I experienced last year, you know, the burnout, I was like, yeah, no, like that will never be me again. So I've just been a lot better about unplugging and taking care of myself from, you know, my skincare to anything that really relaxes me. I started cycling. I listened to jazz more. I love the do not disturb feature. (laughs) <laughs> on yeah. my phone, I take yeah. breaks and I've just been doing so much more for me and it's really made such a big difference. And I, I feel that I have more to pour into others and it's simply because I am pouring into myself. So tell us like, what is burnout? Um, how is it defined? Sure. So burnout, um, I'll give you the, the high level um, international okay. definition. So the World Health Organization um, defines it as an occupational phenomenon. Um, and typically it is associated with a level of depletion or exhaustion, as you've stated and named with great examples for your mm-hmm. listeners, um, mental distance from your current job duties and or role, and then also a decrease in productivity. Um, the, how do I say this? So that's high level, right? Mm-hmm. So when you bring it down to colloquially speaking every day, you know, a lot of times various words or diagnoses or uh, life status um, gets shifted and there's some misnomers regarding it. And so previously, I can't say currently, but previously, I think back in 2019, uh, the WHO and the American Psychological Association were having conversations about the mental wellness component of it. Because Mm. in Europe, many people were going to their employers, their unions and HR reps saying like, hey guys, I'm burned out, I'm burned out, I'm burned out. But for whatever reason, um, the Family Medical Leave Act and other forms of short-term disability and leave were not being honored Uh, because the discrepancy is this is environmental in nature and not organic or somatic in nature. And my colleagues, some of us or myself, I kind of disagree with that because we know that if you leave an environmental thing unchecked for a long enough time, 
it then turns into a psychosomatic issue such as depression and anxiety. Mm. So like you said, let's be proactive and preventative before we get to the point where we're reactive right. and living through this this um, this betrayal of our mind or our body, you know, and our health declines or decompensates. So um, there's still a lot of um, revisiting of that, especially with the onset of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people who describe burnout, I'm hoping 80% when they use the word, they mean related to work. Um, as adults, we spend a lot of time working. So I just want, you know, the listeners to be mindful of be intentional about the words you use because they do have meanings when these large entities set out to define them. Um, and so um, people say, oh, I'm burned out. Okay, well, are you burned out or are you just fatigued or do you just need a break or mm-hmm. is it legitimately you're burned out and it's associated to work? So make sure, you know, your, your job. So make sure your, your understanding of how you're using these words, just like we don't use the term bipolar to describe the weather changing back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you know, that's inappropriate um, and insensitive. So um, burnout is, how do I say, it can creep up slowly mm-hmm. or not. Um, depending on how much tenure you have at work per se. Um, For us entrepreneurs, it's not easy. Um, And so there has to be a level of balance uh, with regards to like you're saying your hobbies and making sure your lines don't bleed because the things that did energize you previously also can kind of pull away from you at the same time. You are speaking the truth. And I'm over (laughs) here like, she's speaking to me in my face. I feel like I'm in in her like, I'm in her counseling session, y'all. Like that's how I feel right now. Like I'm the client, she's over here. (laughs) Oh gosh. Uh, So who gets burned out? Like who is more likely to be burned out? Well, I, you know, now are you going for like specific gender question or are you just saying like overall in general? Overall. Overall. I mean, anyone can be burned out. Um, You know, if you hold a job or dedicate your life to a particular task long term, you can be burned out. Mm -hmm. What I have seen recently, though, is, um, and I don't mean to be sexist or offend anyone, um, but those who hold, hold hold the role of primary parent and or caregiver Mm. um if there's multi-generations living in one home so say if you or I have like auntie and grandma at home um our partner is working there's two children and we're trying to work from home too and then oh we got to get the kids dressed for school but wait there's there's not soccer practice back then, you know, back six months ago, but let's just throw that in the mm-hmm. mix so, or some sort of extracurricular to keep the kids from climbing up the wall because you have all these people in the house. So that can be um, a catalyst to burnout because you'd spent your other eight to 12 waking hours getting the family stuff intact, but then you turn around and have to dedicate eight hours to this job and you can't focus and you can't mm-hmm. produce, um, and then the demands say, depending on your industry become high. So technology has increased, though that industry has increased with the need of the pandemic, people going remote, healthcare definitely has increased. Um, you and I are both, you know, on, on the, the front end of that. Um, and, you know, other communities, um, other industries have those, those capacities, work capacities have increased and the demand is higher. And thus the demand is put more on um, the workers, the expectation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
So anyone can be burned out, but I've really seen, and this is no shade to my men listening, um, but I've really seen the women, you know, it, t- it takes a toll. It, it really takes a toll. Yeah. And I know so many listeners can relate to this. How about like personality characteristics? So um, Mm. like your type A and I'm just speaking for myself because I am super type A. No. Yeah. I mean, so, so yeah, to use, you know, to use your, the categorization type A, um, you guys are phenomenal at categorization and structure and triaging. But what happens when you can't control what's going on around you, right? So we saw that with the onset of the pandemic, no one had a lot of answers. There were a lot of questions being asked. Well, when do we come back to work? Um, How long are we going to be home? Is my laptop going to hold up? You know, a lot of people didn't have company laptops to use, all of these things. And so I will say there is... um, yeah, there's a level of personality that may get a bit more frustrated and flustered with what's going on. But I have noticed that these people um, who experience um, the notion of control in their life also have been willing to create flexibility over the mm-hmm. past, you know, 15, 18 months. And um, I mean, it's, it's, it's hemming and hawing along the way. There's been some tears dropped, you know, all of those things. I myself also had to release, you know, a lot of things and it was okay. And just knowing that it's okay, that this isn't going to be done how I thought it should be, should be completed or should be finished. Um, it doesn't mean like, you know, the sky is falling and the world is going to crumble. So, um, you know, just kind of refocusing and knowing that my mother says, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat. So, you know, the job will get done and um, just differently than how you expected it to be. Right. Um, and so what are some signs? Are there specific signs that um, we should be looking out for when it comes to burnout? Yeah, so definitely, um, you know, behavioral changes, as well as somatic changes. So I'll go, I'll try to separate them. So you have an understanding. So for behavioral changes, um, you know, a level of pessimism that you didn't previously have, um, escapist mentality. And I'm not saying like, you need to go to the beach in the weekend and oh my gosh, you're just, you're burned out. It's just in the sense of like, you would rather procrastinate and totally dismiss what you have to do. So that's kind of escapist. Um, an increased level of anxiety beyond normal nervousness or public speaking jitters, mm-hmm. um, to the point where it's affecting your concentration and focus. Um, and then on the flip side of that, with the somatic issues, normally your stomach's upset, um, whether you can keep food down or you maybe overeat or overconsume food you previously would not have, um, headaches, uh, you know, stress and wow. tension headaches. Um, for me, when I'm ex- with acute onset of stress, my left, is it my left eye? My left eye, the muscle underneath the eye twitches. Oh, wow. So my doctor explained to me that's acute onset of stress. So the smallest little thing, you know, is like vibrating and it's like, oh, do people see my eye twitching? And most people can't see it. (laughs) You can feel feel it. it. Yeah. Um, You know, um, insomnia or dysomnia or just changing any sort of sleeping patterns. Um, irritability. Um, and you know, some of these, if, and those who are listening, if you're in the healthcare field, field, you'll know that some of these also are related to the hallmarks of just anxiety and depression criterion. Mm -hmm. So 
you're looking at these things and you're thinking, well, hey, how come no one's saying that this is, you know, diagnosable or how come no one is paying me any attention? And this is my point. If Mm -hmm. left untreated or if no one notices or if you don't get a break um, and a level of balance, it can then shift on to a clinical diagnosis. Um, So we have to be very careful and tread lightly and do the best we can to take care of ourselves. Yes. I love those um, tips. So with that, um, what are your top tips for, you know, to prevent burnout? Yeah. Um, so, you know, the hot topic is boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely boundaries. Um, and I'm not saying like, uh, rub the fur of your employer the wrong way, right? Like we don't want you to lose, um, you know, your ability to maintain a living. Mm-hmm. But I just, I know that um, boundaries take some getting used to. A lot of times it's looked at as an aggressive form or the mean girl form of, you know, kind of keeping people out. But I give the metaphor of the fence, right? Like we all can build a fence in front of our house and it can be of different materials. So you could select the pretty white picket fence and it could be four feet tall and I can still see the the beauty of your house, but I know that's her property, I'm not gonna cross it. And her gate is here. So if I'm the mailman, I know how to walk through your yard, put your mail there and come back out. Mm -hmm. Or you can build a fence of brick or a wrought iron and it can be eight feet tall and I still know a house is over there, but yeah, they don't wanna be bothered. I'm, I'm not going over there. I think there's a level of permeability to be noticed with the gates that you build or the fences that you build. Mm -hmm. So um, boundaries are similar in that regard in that you decide how much you want people to see through or to access you. So is it a complete, um, no, I cannot do this and will not do this ever, or is this a no, thank you for considering me maybe at another time. Um, So creating those boundaries um, for working from home, you know, you can't say that your tour of duty is 8.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., but then you're still sending emails at 6 and 7 p.m. So then other people are thinking, oh, well, I still have access to you even after, you know, your 4 Mm -hmm. p.m. send you an email or let me call you. So then they, they start expecting your behavior to change and for you to pick up the phone. And so yeah. I think we should be mindful of that. Um, and that, that's where the hard part of it bleeding with being at home, because it's like, oh, I can be productive and I can load a load of laundry and I can do dishes and let me send this email. But then it's like, okay, but where does it stop? Right. Where where do you put the boundary? Down? Where do you draw the line? Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, setting boundaries, it's really hard for a lot of people to do. And personally, it's something that I'm still working on. Um, and, but yeah, I want to talk about like saying no, let's play a little game. <laughs> what are your, we're going to, we're going to take turns. Like what are, what are some ways to say no? So I am going to start with you. Okay. I would say, um, thank you for thinking of me at this time. However, it's not a priority. So I never said no. Right. Like I never said the word no, Yeah. but that was like an easy letdown. Like, thanks for considering me, but it's not a priority for me. So I won't be doing it. (laughs) I love that. I really do. I love, um, I don't have the emotional capacity. 
Mm, I like that one. No, that's good. <laughs> because no one can tell you, they can't push back on that. Yeah. It's like, well, you can't tell me what my capacity is right now. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to think my next favorite one is, um, hmm, what is my next favorite one? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm thinking about work here. Um, hail no. You know, based on, you know, my schedule, there are no openings at this time, you know, where people yeah. start kind of pushing the boundaries of like, oh, cool. Can I be seen? You know, I'm sorry. I don't have any other openings this week because, you know, people push and they push, mm-hmm. but then it's like, okay, but if you get me after 16 clients on the last Friday at whatever time, yeah, I, that's not the best. Like I'm, I can't give you my best. So, mm-hmm. so no, right. we gotta wait. Yeah. And Another one that I have used before is, you know, simply I am not available, period. Mm, Or um, thank you, but I'm not interested in this opportunity. Like, you know, those are good ones to go to. No, those are definitely good. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not available is definitely good. Yeah. And also, with that availability thing, you know, people assume, oh, but I saw you on on Instagram making Oh my gosh, that's happened to me. Oh my goodness. It's just too much. How do you know that wasn't my assistant? How do you know that that Ex- wasn't a thank you. post? But also it's my time and I can do what I want with it. It's not yours. <laughs> and think about it, especially if it's a business thing and you are doing it for work or, you know, like I, I have someone helping me with my social media. Like, how do you know though? You know, it's just, oh gosh, everybody just wants to have access to you. And it's just, it's just too much, just too much. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about, um, one more thing, handling the uncomfortable nowadays. I mean, we're out socializing more after being isolated or just locked in for an entire year. Um, some still are, you know, um, in their own way. And so being lonely, maybe you lost touch a little bit, or you feel like you're not yourself anymore. Um, body changes and discomfort is really big right now, especially in some of the clients that I'm seeing to, um, loss of loved ones and even loss of friendships. And it's just been really tough. Like, what are your top tips to navigating all these different changes and transitions? Um, I would just say um, love on yourself. Give yourself grace. Um, No one saw this coming. Um, You know, no one asked for this. So, you know, if you gain the COVID-15, the COVID-19, or, you know, your clothes are a little snug or you feel like your social connections have diminished, you know, find new ways that you're comfortable with to recreate that Um, and, you know, honor that. And so I know I've told people in the past, um, for me, the video sessions were really difficult to go Mm -hmm. from mainly 100% in person to having my eyes being stressed of focusing on the LCD screen, like all day, every day. And unlike most people where they can get up from, their laptops or computers and go to Starbucks or Whataburger, I have 60 minutes of unadulterated time back to Mm -hmm. back to back with someone. So, you know, my eyes hurt and, um, you know, just honoring like, okay, this is really different and I deserve a break or, you know, I'm going to make cookies tonight or my brother and sister may call me. And even though I miss them and I can't talk, or feel like I can't talk and I have the capacity, we're gonna have to schedule a family meeting. So, you know, sometimes Mm -hmm. you're gonna have to schedule things that previously wouldn't be scheduled. And, you know, people tease, oh, you're so bougie. I have to get on your schedule. 
Well, unfortunately, yes, because I mean, otherwise you're going to push me to a point of feeling like burned out with personal and, you know, with work. And so I'm trying not to overcommit. So I know a lot of people have tried to like make up for lost time, but don't overcommit yourself. Don't run yourself ragged racing here and there and trying to get to the first concert or let's do brunch, like take your time, you know, take your time. Um, I know no one wants any regrets of not having gone somewhere or seen someone live in concert or mm-hmm. experiencing this, you know, atmosphere of whatever with friends, but just, you know, take your time. It's okay. And so the same way we sat in the house for 18 months, it could take another 18 months to lose the weight that you gained or, you know, what have you, you know, in a, in a health, healthy way. Um, so just, um, you know, be kind to yourself and others and continue to wash your hands, wear your mask, <laughs> social distance, all these great things. Yes. I love the, the, you know, showing kindness to yourself and others. Um, there's, you know, all of us are going through our own little, you know, situations and challenges and it's just really, really hard. And so I just love that, you know, just having compassion is, is really important. And that's the best right. thing that we can all do for ourselves while taking care of ourselves. I love mm-hmm. those tips, Crystal. And so, Now, some people may be wondering, um, you know, when is the best time to seek a therapist um, if they're able to, because I know sometimes it's an insurance thing or they don't have, you can't afford one. Um, Do you wait for something to happen, you know, like a mental health challenge or, you know, kind of share any resources you have? Sure. So I would say don't wait until something happens. Um, Get in when there is not a crisis in your life. Uh, talk to whomever, you know, shop around. It's it's understandable. Um, not everyone may good, be a good fit for you. Um, and in doing so, when I say shop around, um, like I described with the corporate situation of we can't get up from our seats because we're tied to a person or a computer for an hour at a time, back to back possibly. Uh, phone calls may not be the best, right? So um, you may call us, but it may take us a day or so to get back because we're working, Mm -hmm. we're doing our job. So I would say if the person you're interested in has an email form on their website or you find their email address or through Psychology Today or Therapy for Black Girls, Therapy for Black Men, um, Therapy That Liberates, those are all directories, you can Google them. Um, Please use the email contact form. And I know I'm speaking for myself, but also some near and dear colleagues who even though we have office managers and virtual assistants, we can't answer the phones as quickly as some people assume or would like. Right. Um, so just know that, you know, email is boundaries. The best boundaries. Yeah, boundaries, <laughs> boundaries, right. Um, and, you know, that is the best way. And so, yeah, you don't have to wait until something is catastrophic in your life. It doesn't mean that you're quote unquote crazy just because you're sitting on my couch, you're doing the good work and the personal development ahead of time. So by the time something, you know, life throws you a curveball, you have the coping skills to use them and hopefully get through it a whole lot um, easier than what you would have been able to before. Those are really awesome tips. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. So do you have any last words for our listeners? Um you know, be kind, give each other grace. We're all kind of maneuvering through a new normal. Um, I've had to change like some policies and all types of stuff that I never thought I'd have to do and or Mm -hmm. say, um, you know, just to do my job and, you know, rest, 
um, take cat naps, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. eat well, you know, good food doesn't always have a bunch of, you have to have a bunch of sugar in it. I mean, I love my, my cookies and my cupcakes too. <laughs> it's called balance. Um, you can have them. Yes. Balance, it's a part yes, of a healthy I'm, diet. <laughs> yes, I'm making cookies after we get off here. <laughs> um, but you know, um, and, you know, check in, I mean, check in on your strong friends as they say, right. But check in on everyone, you know, your neighbors, um, family members you haven't talked to in a while, you know, send a quick text and then, you know, set up your boundaries. Like, Hey, I would love to chat with you. Um, but I just had a really rough day at work, so I can't do it, you know, but maybe Saturday I can talk or Sunday we can do a 4:30 family call and everyone hops on like Google meet or something. Um, so yeah, you know, get creative and, and be kind. All right. So lastly, this is a question I ask all of our special guests on the show. And that is, how do you flourish? Ooh, um, so by honoring, um, you know, things that I like to do, but also honoring like my calling um, to others and helping others. So there's a balance, another B, right, for our burnout and our boundaries. <laughs> um, so I really loved um, fashion and makeup and hair growing up. And so when I'm not, you know, in my armchair and other people who are on my couch, I'm uh, tending to things I love. I'm cooking, um, looking at hair, natural hair products and uh, makeup. And um, I love dance. I miss dance class. Oh, so, so much. (laughs) That sounds Um, like fun. It was. And, you know, just because of the group mechanism, everything is virtual. But that sense of belongingness, it's not the same on the screen. So it hurts, you know, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, just taking care of myself, um, honoring that, spending time with family. Um, and I love the thrift store, <laughs> um, <laughs> but just, you know, trying to be a light unto others and helping people see, see things through, um, you know, that have may have been frowned upon or, um, you know, they're shunned because they're different or their mental health may have caused them to behave a certain way that's deferent. So, you know, just trying to, trying to hold their hand through that. Incredible. And do you guys see why we had to bring Crystal to the show? I mean, she is amazing. I cannot thank you enough for your tips and all of your wise words with us today. And for those listening, you can find more information about her in the show notes. So definitely keep up with her and we'll have to bring you back on it for a different topic. Um, Yeah. So we'll talk soon, Crystal. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks guys. Have a good one. All right, guys, what do you think? I really enjoyed listening to Crystal's tips today. She is so amazing. Well, if you enjoyed listening to today's episode, please, please do me a big, big favor by writing a review, leaving a five-star rating, or sharing with a friend. It goes a long way. I would really, really appreciate that. And until next time, ladies, keep flourishing. (laughs) 